Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, credential reporter for SB Nation covering the Houston Rockets, Cody Davis. And ladies and gentlemen, please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And I also want to remind everyone to please subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave a five-star review. On today's installment of Believe in the Rockets, we're going to recap the NBA trade deadline that saw the Houston Rockets move on from Victor Oladipo. And yes, I understand the trade package that they got back in return was a little bit underwhelming, but at the same time, I do understand why. Then we're going to look back at the Rockets' total trade package and what they got back in the deal for James Harden. Once again, yes, even that looks even a little bit more underwhelming now. However, it is still too early to say the Rockets blew the opportunity to trade James Harden for a haul. And then we're going to take a look back at the two-month span we had with Victor Oladipo. And ladies and gentlemen, I was extremely excited when I saw the Rockets had obtained Oladipo in the trade package that sent James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. However... I'm very disappointed to see how his tenure with the Rocket played out. But before we get into everything today, guys, I do want to remind everyone to please use betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness is upon us, and if you are in Houston, everyone is excited about the work the Houston Krugers has done. They are in the Final Four, and on Saturday, they will be taking on the Baylor Bears, which will mark the first time since 1984 the Houston Krugers have played in the Final Four. And ladies and gentlemen, just to put that into perspective really quick, the last time UH went this far in the NCAA tournament, Hakeem Olajuwon, who is the greatest player in Rockets history, who is one of the greatest players in NBA history, and who is, in my opinion, the greatest big man in NBA history, was a part of that UH basketball team. (laughs) That's how long it's been. 1984. Extremely long time. But BetOnline has you covered for all news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's always free to sign up. So head on over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And if there was a wager that showed the Rockets departing for Victor Oladipo at the trade deadline, I would have placed my money on that bet because it always seemed like the Rockets and Oladipo was always on the verge of a divorce. And 
this is where I'm going to start talking about the NBA trade deadline. And ladies and gentlemen, I do believe that the Rockets missed a really great opportunity to do something special at the deadline. That goes beyond the return that they got back from Victor Oladipo. First and foremost, <laughs> starting with the trade package that sent Oladipo to the Miami Heat in exchange for Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and a draft swap in 2022. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was extremely disappointed by the package the Rockets got back in return. Because my initial reaction was, there is no way in hell Victor Oladipo a two-time NBA All-Star. And yes, I understand with him trying to come back from his devastating injuries. I understand that he is not the player that he once was in Indiana. But he is still a pretty good player. He is not a scrub. This is a guy who still averaged 21 points per game in 20 games with the Rockets. I did not want to believe that that was the best trade package the Rockets could have gotten for Oladipo. However, I'm not surprised. Because if you think about it, everyone around the league knew that Oladipo wanted to test free agency. And everyone knew that his top priority was to join the Miami Heat. And if I'm a team, especially a contending team like Denver, like Boston, like Utah, who might be seeking that one extra player to help push me over the hump to get over the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, and then Boston case, I guess, the 76ers and Brooklyn Nets, which I don't think anything that they could have added would have been enough to beat those teams. There's no way in hell I'm giving up a first-round draft pick and a young promising player for a guy who's just going to be, what, no more than a two, possibly three-month rental, depending on how far you get with Oladipo in the playoffs. That might have been the best deal that the Rockets could have gotten. There was no team that was going to give up a lot for Oladipo knowing that he was going to be gone nine times out of ten in free agency. And I, and I don't blame any team for doing that. And when I take a look at Kelly Olynyk and the job that he has done through his first two games as a member of the Houston Rockets, <laughs> averaging 20 points, pulling down six and a half rebounds while shooting 60% from the floor, 37% from behind the arc. Do I expect for Olenek to keep up this style of play? No, I do not. But i tell you one thing. I appreciate Olenek going out there and putting the Rockets in a position to not try to win a basketball game, but just to be competitive, to say the least. However, while a lot of people look at the NBA trade deadline for the Rockets and they harp a lot on what took place with Victor Oladipo, ladies and gentlemen, I'm harping on the fact that the Rockets did not use this opportunity to blow up their team. Prior to the trade deadline, I wanted to see the Rockets blow up their team similar to the way we saw what the Orlando Magic did. And no, I'm not the one who embraced the tank but the Rockets are in a very interesting position now. A position that Raphael Stone spoke about on Monday. Because this organization over the last three to four years was thinking championship, 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 championship. They've mortgaged a lot of their future. And Stone, when he spoke to the media on Monday prior to the Rockets losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. He said that they are now reaping the consequences of mortgaging their future 
by trading all of their draft picks. And when I take a look at the 2021 season, knowing how bad the Rockets bottom out, there's a good possibility that the Rockets might not have a top pick in this year's draft because their 2021 draft pick is a top four protected pick, which means if that pick falls outside of the top four, the Rockets lose that draft pick. It goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you could thank general manager James Harden for that by forcing the Rockets to trade for his best friend, Russell Westbrook, that was only here for one season. But with all that being said, the Rockets are still in this interesting position where I want them to be competitive. I want them to win games, especially for Steven Silas. But the more games that they win, the least likely they will be able to keep that first round draft pick. And that would have been a better possibility if they would have just blew their team up by getting rid of guys like Eric Gordon, Daniel House, Ben McLemore. In my eyes, the only four guys who should have survived the trade deadline on the Rockets roster should have just been Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., Kenya Martin Jr., and Sean Tate. Because those four guys, I can see them laying a foundation that's going to help rebuild this organization. But guys like Daniel House, you bring in DJ Augustine, you, 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 you still got Ben McLemore. You should have traded them for something. And yes, I have been a big fan of what John Wall has brought to this organization. Outside the work that he put in on Monday when he shot 2 for 12 for only 9 points. And of course, being one of, if not the primary reason why the Rockets blew a 19-point lead against the Minnesota Timberwolves last Friday. I'm loving what I'm seeing from John Wall. I appreciate John Wall. In a season like this, Wall has been by far one of, if not, the best thing to happen to this organization this season. But the Rockets should have moved on from John Wall too. And I get it. He's not the guy that was once a five-time All-Star in Washington. But he showed that he could come damn close. And I'm pretty sure the Rockets would have gotten a young promising star and a first-round draft pick back in return. However, I do know that it's extremely difficult to move a guy who is set to make $91 million over the next two seasons. Like Raphael Stone said, this is an organization who is now reaping the benefits of thinking championship, 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 championships and mortgaging their future. And when I take a look at this roster, when I take a look at what Kelly Olenek has brought to this organization, when I take a look at the work that DJ Augustine has done, and even Daniel House on a good day, um, Eric Gordon when he returns back from injury, this is a team that might find themselves in a position where they would not have the fourth worst record in the league. Because as of right now, the Rockets sit at 13-33. and 33. And I might as well say 13 and 34 right now because tonight they play against the Brooklyn Nets, which means they're going to lose tonight as well, which is a good thing. But as of right now, the only two teams that has a worse record than the Rockets are just the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Detroit Pistons. And with the Orlando Magic sitting at 15 and 31 at the time of this recording, 
I am pretty sure that they will end the 2021 season with a record that is a little bit more worse than what the Rockets might end the season with. Which means it's going to be a lot harder for them to keep that first round draft pick. Want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether dead stock or the latest release, eBay is the place to crop the pair you've been eyeing. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and its unique selection. And continuing with this installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network, please, ladies and gentlemen, check out Believe in the Rockets on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in the Rockets. Continuing on here, I do want to talk about the departure of Victor Oladipo. However, you cannot talk about the departure of Oladipo without going back to the trade package that the Rockets should have and would have gotten for James Harden. And ladies and gentlemen, like you guys, I am a little bit concerned. I am a little bit frustrated by the Rockets trade package that they got in order to depart from one of, if not the second greatest player in franchise history. As of right now, the Rockets return from James Harden looks like this. Four first round draft picks, five first round pick swaps. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and Dante Exum. That's it. They got the plethora of draft picks, but they did not get the plethora of young, promising players that they wanted in return. And I just want to talk about the trade package on what they should have gotten for James Harden and what they would have gotten for James Harden and even what they had for James Harden for a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this before moving on. Unless the Rockets were able to go back in time and get 1984 Magic Johnson, 1991 Michael Jordan, 2006 Kobe Bryant, or 2013 LeBron James, there was nothing the Rockets would have gotten. Not a draft pick, not a player that would have came close or equaling the value of James Harden. James Harden is a top five player in the league. And when you look at all times, just sticking to his position as a shooting guard, the only players, in my opinion, that's ahead of James Harden at his position is Jordan Bryant and Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson, depending on what day it is. That's it. The guy has already established himself as a top five shooting guard of all time. And if you want to extend that, and let's just say you look at just a straight hooper, James Harden got to be a top three just straight hooper of all time. Plain and simple. So the notion of the Rockets got robbed, the Rockets lost the trade, it's hard for me to say right now. With the Rockets having the Brooklyn Nets draft picks, up until the 2027 season, it's going to take an extremely long time to judge the Rockets for this trade. Because you never know what those draft picks can turn into. And yes, I understand 
even in a draft, there's a great possibility you will not get a player that is just as good and damn sure better than what we got for James Harden for eight years here in Houston. But you never know if you draft right and if you build a young core and the Rockets have already proven to have one of the best player development programs in the NBA, those draft picks can still turn into something special. So before we judge Rafael Stone and the Rockets organization for what they got back in return, let's just wait because it's going to take a long time in order to say the Rockets won or lost this trade. <laughs> now, with that being said, in hindsight 2020, the Rockets lost this trade. <laughs> and I know that might be a little bit contradicting what I just said, but as of right now, the Rockets do not look good. But at the same time, like with the Victor Oladipo trade, I kind of understand why the Rockets got this package back in return. I understand why the Rockets took a chance on Oladipo. Yes, we could sit here and say the Rockets could have had Ben Simmons. But ladies and gentlemen, I still stick to what I said prior to the trade going down that Ben Simmons was not the guy the Rockets needed. Because in 2021, you need a guy who can shoot. Steven Silas has proven his system, similar to Mike D'Antoni, how in the hell were the Rockets going to have their best player in Ben Simmons thrive in Houston playing for a coach in Steven Silas, or playing for any coach in 2020 when the man cannot shoot beyond five feet. It was not going to work. Now, of course, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are going to disagree with me. And to be honest with you guys, after losing 20 straight, there was times in that losing streak, I thought to myself, hell, maybe we should have gotten Ben Simmons back because I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons would not have allowed this team to lose 20 straight. However... I think at best, Ben Simmons would have just gotten the Rockets organization to fall into no man's land where you're not bad enough to draft one of the top prospects in the league. But at the same time, you're still kind of bad to consider yourself a championship contender. Yeah, you go to the playoffs every single year, but nine times out of 10, you're getting bounced out in the first round. I could be wrong, but that's what I've envisioned a potential Ben Simmons era in Houston. I could have been wrong about everything that I just said about Ben Simmons, but at this stage in his career, I just think Ben Simmons is who he is. And like I keep saying, in 2021, you need to know how to shoot <laughs> at least a, a decent mid-range jumper. That's just my gripe on Ben Simmons. However, when I take a look at what the Rockets could have and should have kept in exchange for James Harden, yes, it goes back to the they should have kept careless Levert and Jaron Allen. I understand everybody's frustration knowing that you could have had both of those guys on this team especially when you consider the fact that this was a team riding a 20-game losing streak. And once again, I do believe if you would have kept Allen and, and if you would have kept Levert, especially if you would have kept Levert, there's no way in hell this team would have lost 20 games in a row. However, I believe in careless Levert, but I'm just not too sure he would have been able to blossom into the player that the Rockets needing him to be. 
Because think about it. Outside of Christian Wood, could you really sit here and honestly say that you believe that Careless Levert was going to be that second star, that second player the Rockets need? I don't think so. And when I take a look at Jaron Allen, look, I would have loved to see Allen in Houston. First and foremost, you're talking about the Rockets' defense would have looked a hell of a lot better. But Jaron Allen is up for a contract extension. And the Rockets would have been in the same position that they were with Victor Oladipo. They would have been in that same position with Allen. And you're talking about a guy who is projected to make somewhere in the ballpark between 90 to $100 million on his next contract extension. One, I'm not too sure the Rockets will be willing to pay that type of money, especially when you consider the fact that this is an organization that did not want to give Capella, Clint Capella, the same type of contract a couple years ago. And in my eyes, Clint Capella is a way better player than Jerry Allen. I'm not too sure the Rockets would have done that for him. And two, then the Rockets were going to be in a situation where they was going to have to move Jaron Allen prior to the trade deadline. Now, I'm pretty sure Allen would have gotten back something better than what Victor Oladipo got them. But once again, you are still flipping an asset that you got in a James Harden trade hoping to get a better package in return that nine times out of ten was not going to justify the departure of James Harden. So like I say, it's still too early to judge the Rockets on what they got back in return for James Harden. And with the plethora of draft picks that they do have, and yes, that is a positive, not only is it hard to tell what those draft picks can turn into, but think about it. Stone might be in a position to flip those draft picks for a disgruntled start. You never know. And when I take a look at potential stars who might be the next player to try to force their way out of a certain situation, I would not be surprised if those draft picks flip the Rockets, let's say, Car Anthony Towns, to say the least. Now, I'm not saying the Rockets are going to trade for Anthony Towns, and I'm not saying Anthony Towns is, wants to come to Houston, but I just wanted to use that as an example to show when you start hearing rumors of the next All-Star player trying to force their way out of a situation, especially a young star like Car Anthony Towns, do not be surprised if you start hearing rumblings that the Rockets are eyeing the situation of that player. It could be anyone, but I just picked Carl Anthony Towns because I do believe this offseason or next offseason, he's going to try to force his way out of Minnesota. And I don't know about the young promising players, but the Rockets will be willing to flip their draft picks for a guy of that stature. Now, before closing the show today, I do want to talk about, really briefly, the disappointing two-month stint of Victor Oladipo. And guys, like I said in the opening, and you guys were listening to this show, I was extremely happy and hyped to see the Rockies had gotten Victor Oladipo in that trade. And I really thought, with Oladipo, Christian Wood, and even John Wall, to a certain extent, 
I thought the Rockets were going to be okay. And let's not get too caught up in, oh man, Victor Oladipo was just terrible with the Rockets because, come on, ladies and gentlemen, everyone knows that there was a moment we thought the Rockets were going to be okay after they departed from James Harden. When they went on that six-game winning streak, when they end up winning, what was it, seven out of the last eight or something like that, seven out of the last nine, Victor Oladipo looked happy. And for a slight moment, I did believe that he was going to re-sign with the Rockets in the offseason. But something happened on February 4th. And that something was Christian Wood going down with an ankle injury, which was a Thursday. And the Rockets lost their first of 20 games that Saturday against the San Antonio Spurs. And I'm not making an excuse to why Victor Oladipo did not fit. But what I will say is this. There were countless of times Oladipo always talked about it was hard for him to find his niche with the team because every day it was something new. And not only that, the style of play that Steven Silas wanted him to play, the man never played that style of play before. First and foremost, he talked about how hard it was for him to play alongside Christian Wood because Wood is a lob threat big. And he said he never in his career played with a big who was a lob threat like Christian. Not only that, he said he felt him and John Wall could create a really good backcourt. But it was hard because every single game, nearly every practice, one or the other would outdo the injuries. And not only that, Victor Oladipo is a guy who thrives on playing off the ball. There was nights where Oladipo had to play as the primary ball handler, as the primary facilitator, as the primary playmaker, because there was just not enough healthy bodies on the court. And it was just one of those situations where it got really bad, really ugly, really quick. And I take a look at everything Victor Oladipo said, especially how hard it was for him to find his niche, how hard it was for him to find, to, to discover what he had to do to adjust to Steven Solid's system, to adjust playing with Christian Wood, to adjust playing with John Wall, just to adjust. It goes back to something that I said when we started hearing the news that James Harden wanted out of Houston. The Rockets should have traded him before the season started. Because I do believe if they would have moved on from James Harden at the start of the season, and let's say they got that same package and still got Oladipo, I'm not about to sit here and say the Rockets will be at the top of the Western Conference or anything like that, but Oladipo would have had and would have been given the proper the, the proper training camp, the, the appropriate amount of time, to learn all the adjustments he needed to make in order to make this rocket experiment to work. And let's not forget, Victor Oladipo is also trying to bounce back off a devastating injury himself. The Rockets kind of put themselves in a position where 
the Victor Oladipo experiment was forcing not to work. That six-game winning streak was very fun. But injuries is what ultimately derailed not just this team, but Oladipo's time in Houston. And I am a little bit disappointed to see how his time with the Rockets ended. Because I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> Them last couple of games, it seemed like the man had stopped trying. And in a way, I kind of don't blame him. But that's going to conclude another installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder to everyone, please subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.